0: The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made commodities as an asset class are sharply in focus at the moment and that's because of a number of reasons there's inflation which has been raging for a year year and a half now elevated interest rates because of inflation rising us dollar because of rising interest rates in the world's largest economy geopolitical tensions a potential global recession which will obviously affect demand for commodities. So, so many things to talk about. With me now to talk about them is George Cheveley, Portfolio Manager at 91 in London. George, before we get into this, you've been on a bit of a road trip. Can you tell us about it, please?
1: Yeah, no, I've been away for two weeks. I was actually at a conference, uh, metals and mining conference uh, in Miami, which was record attendance, um, over 2,000 people there a um, huge number of companies and investors. I then actually visited a gold mine in the United States and then spent a week in South America doing research, talking with investors and speaking at a
0: conference. Okay, that's a good uh, backdrop. What's the mood amongst potential investors and existing investors?
1: Very interesting. I mean, clearly people are very intrigued by resources, particularly after last year, where we saw, you know, logistics disrupted by the war, and we saw prices spike um, to record highs in many cases. Obviously, things coming back down, and people are now, you know, very excited about the energy transition and what that will mean to resources generally over the next 10 years. But also concerned about what might happen in the next few months, um, particularly with the financial problems we're seeing in the last couple of weeks, but also a lot of indicators showing a slowdown. Uh, clearly in the
0: Western world. Yes. I mean, you talk about record attendance. Is that because they're nervous or because they're optimistic?
1: I think they're just fundamentally really interested. I mean, what was very interesting was there were a lot of equity investors, credit investors, a lot of companies, and actually 15 car companies apparently had turned up Hmm. looking for raw materials. So, So seeing interest from downstream industries as well.
0: Okay. I'll ask you this at the end of it. I was going to ask you what your takeaway was, but I know that one of your big focuses on your two-week trip has been gold. And I really like this sentence in the piece that you sent me. It says, what I tell my clients is, I do believe there is a risk to gold prices. And then I will pause because you, people would say, well, if there's risk, then it's going down. But you say a risk to gold prices, but higher rather than lower. Why do you feel that?
1: I think, and uh, um Frankly, we've seen it in the last week or so, um, when you've had such an amount, you know, huge amount of loosening as happened during the pandemic worldwide, really, by many governments. You know, we're now in a phase where governments are having to tighten. Um, we're seeing money withdrawn from economies. Um, if you look at how far the Fed's balance sheet went during the pandemic, and now they've obviously been aggressively tightening last year. In that sort of scenario, one expects to see problems. And we've been saying that for the past year, you know, something's going to go wrong, something's going to break. And I think what we're seeing in the last week is signs of that starting to happen. And clearly in that situation, gold is a very good hedge. You know, when you have financial uncertainty, financial stress, gold, you know, generally through those periods, you know, does perform and gives
0: people some comfort. Yeah, noted in one of your speeches that central bank buying of gold reached a record level in 2022. You've been talking about the last week or so, which is all to do with the mini banking crisis, but obviously there was gold buying in large amounts before this crisis.
1: Yeah, and what's been interesting and really, you know, and last year when we say a record, a record by some way, Mm. um, and that's since 1950, I think the records go back to, um, you know, we actually saw... Um, the ETFs, the gold ETFs, which is sort of retail buying, were actually selling last year. So they reached a record level during the pandemic, um, and then then come back from around 111 million ounces to sort of the low 90 million ounces. Um, but you know, instead, what we saw was central bank buying, and in fact, it explained why gold prices actually, you know, last year they were flat, and when you saw the Fed aggressively tightening. and the dollar strong, it was almost puzzling why gold had actually done quite well last year. And really, I think that central bank buying proves it. You know, these institutions taking a longer term view. And I think in many cases, these emerging market institutions who are trying to find alternatives to dollars, or at least treasuries, I would say. Um, And I think partly that was spurred by the measures they saw taken by the United States against Russia over the war where effectively they weaponized the dollar. And I think other countries looked at that and said we need to diversify our holdings.
0: So gold's being used again as a currency and a hedge,
1: if you like. Yes, I mean, it's a way of preserving wealth. And it's a way that's reasonably neutral. It's not a currency. It is something that can be held quite easily and has proven over thousands of years that it can maintain its own value.
0: Mm. How do you play this then? What is your strategy at uh, 91? You've obviously come back from a two-week exploratory adventure, investment adventure that is, and you're going to sit down with your team and say, right, this is what I found out. I went down a gold mine in Denver. I was at this gold conference. I've been in Latin America as well. And this is what the mood is. So how do you play it? What is your strategy now or your proposed strategy?
1: Well, I mean, we invest in gold miners. That's the equities, not in gold. And whereas gold was flat last year, the miners were down around 8 to 10%. And, you know, that was disappointing, but also explainable by the fact that costs were a problem last year, both in terms of input costs, fuel, energy, labor, parts, all went up because of the war. And also, we saw disruptions um, a year ago, certainly, as economies opened up from COVID. So we had a double whammy for companies where a lot of them saw less volume, and higher costs, and that meant their cost per ounce went up quite significantly and suffered big inflation. The good news this year is a number of those companies have seen cost increases sort of flatten out, not necessarily coming down a lot, oil fuel prices are down a lot, so that helps, but we're seeing other parts sort of moderating, shall we say, and at the same time, they're seeing some volume recovery, which brings their unit or their per ounce cost down. I think that's quite an exciting position. These are companies with super strong balance sheets, most of them net cash, and actually seeing their margins starting to expand again. And I think that's you know a real opportunity because as we see gold prices rising, and if they continue to rise this year, these companies will see very high margin expansion.
0: Any particular geographical area that you prefer? I mean, I don't want you to be too specific because that's not your mandate. But um, what is it? South Africa? Is it North America? Australia? What do you prefer?
1: Australia we quite like. We see some good companies in Australia, not least because they were actually quite disrupted a year ago by COVID because Australia, when it opened up, you know, everybody did get ill because they'd not been exposed. Um, So we saw quite a lot of disruption in Australia last year, which has certainly gone. And we're seeing actually labour loosen as more people are allowed to enter the country and move around again. Also, Canada, frankly, is looking pretty good. The exchange rate's in their favour. And conditions are quite, you know, favorable there. But, I mean, we invest globally, operations all around the world. uh, It really comes down to specific companies, specific assets, where we're interested in. The other thing happening is we're obviously seeing more consolidation or potential consolidation. We're seeing Newmont have made an indicative offer for Newcrest. They now have signed for confidentiality so they can talk to each other that could be a major deal in this market. And when majors get together, there's always a lot of other deals that follow when they spin off unwanted assets, etc. So I think we're also in a year when we're going to see more deals come through in the sector, which I also think will be positive.
0: George, the other thing you say is we could possibly go back to 1600 an ounce, but that is materially okay for balance sheets we are not going to see materially lower prices like in 2015 when prices went to a thousand dollars an ounce so you're almost unconditionally bullish here
1: well you know there's always a risk prices go down. We've always got to be aware of that. I just think that they have to fall a long way, which I see is very unlikely. And if they fall back, I think companies have a strong balance sheets and therefore fairly defensively positioned. But yeah, the fact is when you're coming out of this period of unusual financial looseness. And as we tighten, and if you look forward, you know, we're seeing signs that things are getting difficult. And and in that period, when financial uncertainty spikes, as we're seeing, that is a time when you want to hold some gold and gold equities, I would say. So yeah, I mean, I'm pretty positive about prospects. I think we're in a new era where you know, people have to some extent, have central banks and included, have sort of rediscovered gold. And as we see deglobalization, more geopolitical risk, you know, it is a commodity that people want to hold.
0: George, thanks so much for your insight. That's George Teevely, portfolio manager at 91 in London. This podcast is a marketing communication and is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider.